So it's been about almost nine months, or is it eight, since uh, New Year's. Eight. How does that work? Well, it's August, so... I know, but so like the on the 31st of August, my birthday, is that eight months from New Year's Eve? And then September 30th is nine months? Well, I know August is the 8th. Yeah, it's eighth. It's eight months. Okay. So we're almost eight months to the day of New Year's Eve. And back in early January, we recorded a podcast about predictions, resolutions, all sorts of fun stuff for, for 2019. Um, and we saw fish on New Year's Eve and on, you know, this coming weekend, we're going to see um, fish again over Labor Day weekend. So Labor Day Eve. Yeah. Labor Day Eve. <laughs> so it seemed like an okay time to uh, revisit that predictions episode that we did. We uh, listened to it before this. Um, and so we're going to try and figure out um, what our predi- where our predictions went, what, what came true, what hasn't came true yet, and what was just kind of like meh. Um, so we're kind of, that's that's where we're going today. I'm, I'm excited for it because we missed last week. We slept through last week. Oh, yeah. We almost missed this week. Yeah, we we were we basically have missed this week if you're actually paying attention and like normally the episode would be up on Thursday around two or three, but it's eight PM on Thursday and here we are recording an episode. Because <laughs> yeah, Tuesday a... Tuesday we had every intention of recording and the power went out. Um, so we couldn't record. Um, last night we just didn't because we didn't feel good. Yeah, we got sick. We ate, and then we got really sick. Yeah. We got food poisoning last night. I don't know that it was food poisoning. I think our bodies were just, like, rejecting Tuesday. (laughs) Maybe. We definitely got drunk on Tuesday while we did not record. (laughs) Um, So that's fun. But... (laughs) Yeah, we have a busy... This is, like, another one of those... Like, I didn't think it was going to be a busy week, but it's kind of turned into... Not necessarily busy, but we've just, like, been keeping busy. Yeah, I mean, yesterday we didn't uh, we didn't do much. Today we didn't no, we do much. No, I mean, like, so. I just like we went out to dinner, and yeah. that's not really like doing anything. But right, it kind of feels like this weekend. This weekend's definitely busy. So Friday we have drinks with Mary Vidal, who's a friend of the podcast. So maybe we can get a if she's available. I'd like to get her on in October though, um, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month and talk about some of the events that they're doing. Yeah, maybe before that. I don't know. Seems like yeah, like mid September. See yeah. if we can get her. So we'll talk to her about that tomorrow, and then Saturday we're going to the the Canton Museum of Art fundraiser, the GART and um, fundraiser. The Polynesian GART. And yeah, so that should be fun too. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. I got a dress that, I've like, I'm on my third dress now since we decided that we were going to this event, <laughs> and I'm excited about this one. So the first one, I my mom had a dress, and she was like, you know, it's floral and it looked nice like in the picture. I pictures. think that dress would have worked. Yeah, yeah. And it definitely would have looked nice. It wasn't my style mm-hmm. is what like just didn't feel like what it came me. down to. Yeah. Um, so I'd also kind of been eyeing this other dress up and I ordered it and I I like it but it definitely was a little bit too informal for this event. This is like kind of a nicer it's yeah, not necessarily they, the, the like. The email they sent today was like chic luau or something like yeah. that or like upscale like they mentioned it was uh, it's upscale luau i mean yeah. they, they tried to rephrase it a couple of different ways in the email but that's what it comes down to so yeah but that dress was it was like very thin and a little bit i don't know like i think it'll be good for a colorado for sure mm-hmm. um but the one i got today which 
just arrived. Um, it's great. It's got some pineapples on it. Oh, yeah. That dress is perfect. It's got like a fun like little a fun flare skirt. skirt. Yeah. yeah. I tried it on this morning or this afternoon when I got home from work. And it fit perfectly, which I had like panic the day after I ordered yeah, it. Like, I was up in like the middle of the night. That, yeah, you said you were. Up. I hadn't. I, yeah, I ordered it that Tuesday night because we had sitting like we'd gone to the barrel room. We had a couple glasses of wine. Like I made pulled the trigger on ordering this, but like normally I'm pretty aggressive about like reading the sizing information, like reading reviews to see how it fits. And I'd read like reviews yeah, of we people did, saying we, that we, they liked uh, it at the bar. Yeah, we read but reviews. nobody was saying like. Oh, like get a small if you're yeah. a medium or, you know, like it fits Yeah, like big. size up, yeah, size like, down. Yeah. So I was a little concerned about that. Um, but it came and I ordered my standard size and it pretty much fits true to size. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. And I've got a pair of shoes that I know I'm going to wear with it. Yeah. And that'll be great. Wait, which shoes are you going with? Um, actually borrowing a pair of... It's almost the same shoes that I have. It's like a black wedge heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wedge heels have like the back strap slips mm-hmm. off and it's annoying and I don't want to be annoyed all night. So I'm borrowing <laughs> Hillary's twin sister. Oddly enough, her twin sister has a smaller foot than she does. Mm. Um, yeah, that's odd. Yeah, so I'm borrowing her sister's um, black wedge heels and they'll look perfect with yeah, it. Yeah, because the, the dress is black, so that'll be good, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited about the dress and I'm going to go... And hang out with Amy from Tulu Foundry and Goods, who we've also had on the podcast. I'm actually wearing my Tulu shirt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amy is going to style me up with some jewelry that matches. She said some like looking at some butterscotch amber, which nice. I think will look pretty nice with that. It's like the yellowy amber color yeah, jewelry. Yeah, with the pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And although I'll take some like Baltic amber just because I was looking at jewelry earlier, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing some work on our website. <laughs> Um, I was like looking at the, specifically the amber jewelry pieces and Mm -hmm. the Baltic amber is kind of like more golden brownish, but there are definitely some golden elements in that dress. So I'll let her like make the decision and and tell me what to wear. Yeah. I'm sure it'll look great. I'm colorblind. So matching those shades up would be tough for me, but I'm just wearing a a reddish orange Hawaiian shirt and some linen pants. So, (laughs) I mean, if they're good pants, they're like a little like, like tapered a little bit. They've got an ankle cut. Like oh, yeah, like, yeah, roll yeah, it up a little ankles, bit. Yeah. It'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun night. Plus, it's an open bar with free food and a uh, silent auction for all for a good cause. So, yeah, um, it's for looking, the art museum. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Support the arts. Yeah, getting and, culture. Uh, especially when there's a luau theme that you have to stress about. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that we both equally enjoy. Um, like a, a dressed up, not necessarily oh, I fancy you were dress. Say open bar. Oh. <laughs> well, we definitely both enjoy an open bar as well. No, like anytime there's like a theme, like we were definitely into like theme parties. Yeah, yeah. I like to think about it and figure out what I'm gonna wear. So yeah, no, I think it's gonna be fun. So if you're gonna be there, we'll see you there. If not, um, maybe we'll talk about it next week and let you know how it went. Yeah, and then Sunday we're gonna go hang out with your parents for your birthday, pre-birthday. Yeah. Pre-birthday, yeah, because we'll be in Colorado on my actual birthday. Um, dealing with the plague, so that's fun. But uh, that's a whole other story that I don't, we don't need to dive down another thing. So I think we're going to start with, we each had some New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, and one of mine was to read more books, which I would say I hit. I definitely hit a lull recently. Um, yeah, you you have read an obscene amount of books. Yeah, so since that podcast, I've mentioned that I was reading Anne Handley's book. Um, finished that one. It was great. Definitely recommend Anne Handley in general. She's awesome. 
um, but her book's sweet. And then I read uh, Creating a Brand Story, which one of my resolutions was to tighten up Brentworth's brand. And that Brand Story book uh, by Donald Miller really helped me. I think I've talked about it on yeah, the podcast. You and then have. they asked you answer, which really helped me with content ideas. Again, has been talked about on the podcast. I've also read, um, oh shoot, what's the author's name? But he wrote Persuasion and then Presuasion, um, which Presuasion is actually the sequel. Um, he's a professor out in Arizona State, and I just forget his name right now. Uh, what else have I read? What's the one about like the guy from the pool, like, like sold like pools? Oh, or that whatever? was They Ask You Answer. Oh, okay. Um, I've also read what was Play, the one that Play had, like, Bigger or something like that by these three guys about like, or cat being a category king and stuff oh. like that, creating your own category and being a category king. I tried to read the 48 Laws of Power. I'm like not even halfway through that. That's where I got hung up because it was a hard, it was a heavy read. Um, mm. So now that I've switched over though to um, that feelings book, what's it what's it called? No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Yeah, by Liz and Molly. Which is really great, and I can plow through that. I haven't picked it up in a couple of days, but when I do, I can sit there for a half hour and read like 50 pages because yeah. it's super easy to get through. There's all sorts of fun little illustrations, so I highly recommend that one. I think we did. We, I mean, we've definitely talked about them on the podcast, um, like at least the book, because I was reading it. I did yeah. not finish oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've not finished any of the books we actually so talked Chelsea's about. So Chelsea's other, <laughs> was that one of your resolutions? I did finish Kite Runner. Yeah, she got, she could finish Kite Runner. <laughs> I finished Kite Runner in February, which, um, so not even a month later, I did finally finish Kite Runner. Yeah. Um, I did not love it, but I finished it. Yeah. I did read, um... I did, like, I got went to the library, and I did, like, read a random, um, like, thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah, the um, Reese Witherspoon uh, Yeah, the Reese Witherspoon book club is really more my genre than marketing books. Um, and then I checked out a couple more books after that that I have not read, and I just got a notification from the library that they are now overdue. <laughs> after, like, six, they do, like, four auto-renewals before... Oh, they're man. late yeah, so that's, that's, it has been i remember when you got those it's been it's been some yeah weeks. i like barely cracked the one book which i feel bad about i i just i don't know it ebbs and flows for me with reading like yeah. i really well and it's I hard because you know time you and, got you got the kids one week not the other well, week that and, one day we saw, i started reading that one book the um i think it was called watching you it was really good and we were at your parents house and we were at the pool and like mm-hmm I didn't like. I didn't have the kids. And I was just like we were just laying there, and I was like floating in the yeah, pool just reading that book. It, yeah. And it, like by the time I got like far enough, I was like far enough into yeah, the book that into I was it, vested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've not. I have not been reading more books. I did have that on my list though. So. Um, nope. Still got a couple more months. Yeah. My. I feel like I've been pretty good about like trying to with my sense of urgency that was one of them mm-hmm. um i feel like for sure in my personal life i've been better um i've been keeping in mind with that like one minute rule or five minute rule. yeah i try to well, ever since you said that i try to do that too it's a good good rule to keep in mind and i definitely bought more bins yep um, bought more baskets like last week right recently yeah for yeah. my birthday i bought some baskets for myself and i reorganized my linen closet and it's super organized everything is in its own little basket yeah. Um, and my towels are neatly rolled. I will maintain that my dresser drawers have remained Marie condo as have most of the kids' drawers. Nice. Um, my be- sock drawer is pretty much condo I rolled up my sweatpants. Everything else I hang. So. Yeah. 
You didn't have a hard time with that. But yeah, I've, I've done a pretty good job of keeping my clothing condoed. Mm-hmm. Um, and of- I did buy a shop back. I bought myself a shop back for my birthday as well. Mm-hmm. And I vacuumed out the cobwebs from the basement, which yeah. is something that's been on my list of things to do. Um, and buying myself that mini shop back. So I was pretty excited about that. Thank you. Yeah, for- good job. Yeah. So I, my other resolution was to be more focused at work, which that's, you know, that's, that comes and goes. Like I said, I like today was very productive and finished, like started a, uh, new flyer on our RFID RGT program, had a meeting with somebody, um, earlier this week, I wrote a piece of content, but then I still have laws here and there. Um, but overall, it's been a pretty good year for Rentware. Like I said, we, we finished up that branding project, and I think that's really helped us. I built a new website um, for Rentware, so during that time, I was very productive. Um, created some new content, like with the videos and, and different pages and guides and stuff like that. So all in all, it's been pretty good. And this week in particular, we just kind of finalized what we're going to do in October for our um, breast cancer campaign. So that's exciting too. So it's been a it's been a productive week for me. It kind of I like that because it feels like the workday goes a little faster than when I'm just sitting there being like, "What do I do next?" Yeah, I feel like I'm having some good productive time at work right now as well. I did a training. We've got some new people that just started this week, and one of the things we're like looking for real examples. And I had an optimization task that I had assigned to myself and. Much like most of the work I assigned to myself, although I did say my goal was to not procrastinate, I do have a specific time frame where I was planning on doing it, which was this week. Um, but knowing that I'm going to be out of the office part of next week, it was kind of like creeping up on me of like worried that I might not have time to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I handed it off t- as part of this training today. So like it got split up among these three people, but part of it was like, I thought I was just handing it off and it was going to be like as simple as that. But then I got invited to a meeting to actually train these three new specialists. Well, there's one specialist and two content writers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like slash content slash SEO, mm-hmm. um, which I know you and I talked about. But I had to sit down and I had to show them how to like how I do keyword research for the specific client. Mm-hmm. And now I write page titles and meta descriptions. And one of my bosses was in the room. So I actually had to sit there and like perform and write (laughs) I had to like write I like do keyword research and write page titles and meta descriptions and (laughs) in an h1 right in front of people like oh boy two in a row you had had an audience and one of them was like even like kind of like was kind of tricky a little bit like Uh to me and it took me a minute but I I got there and then the second one I like after I did the first one I was like all right anybody want to take a stab at this one and um I think they did a like a pretty good job. Yeah, like I think fine. they understood good. the the concept of it, but Hell yeah, it yeah. was a, it was that was a. I felt like today was productive because I felt good after I like left that training. I was like, I think I explained that pretty well, and yeah. I don't know from the boss and everything. So yeah, okay. Let's let's think about some of the predictions. So we just listened to the episode. We mentally thought I about it. I found my it. notes from Chelsea has her notes. I don't have mine, so I know one of my predictions was. Um, the first one I said was Instagram is going to become even mm-hmm. more e-commerce-y. I don't think, I think it has. I think it has too, but it's just subtle and we, like, well, so I look, like we, the, the I look visual, at Instagram so much every day. The visuals, the shop more button, like now at the bottom of the ads, like yeah. is very visual. It's very like, 
Um, like these, this random pairs of shoes, this random pair of shoes that I would never buy. But like now you kind of have like this. Yeah, the, the shop now the banner. The shop now it co- changes colors. And even like accounts I follow, like Funk Your Face is always posting. So they have new koozies. It's like you oh, survived so the, the plague. Oregon yeah. Trail. Can we, I want those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we can find them out in Colorado. So here's some crazy like bird dog ad that's catching my eye. And then you can scroll through the products down here. And see yeah. the different colors. So yeah, it's definitely more e-commerce-y. I haven't bought as many Instagram products as I thought that I would have. I can't think of any Instagram products that I would have bought recently. Um, can you? Um, the only I have personally bought Instagram products, but they have all been birthday gifts for you. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. So well, I see. Like, okay, so there's. But so... mostly, it's because you say. I get so many ads that I want to buy, like these, all these like photography and videography assistants, and like you buy this like tripod that has an app and it controls your camera and like like can set up the perfect shot and stuff like that. But I'm like, do I really need uh, <laughs> this stuff? Because I don't do a lot of this work, but it seems really cool. <laughs> it's like my drone purchase. It's really fun, but I end up spending a lot of money on it. Um, yeah, so yeah I, I think I think Instagram and Facebook have gotten more e-commerce-y, and I think the world is just more e-commerce-y as every day progresses. <laughs> yeah, like, and I know, um, like, these ads that I'm getting are definitely, like, they're just sponsored ads, but I think about um, Amy from Tulu, who's been posting her jewelry online, and she posts pictures, and she's got the dot on there where... You pull it up, it's got the sale price, like how much the actual jewelry is itself. Oh, so yeah. It's like they're, a picture. they're adding a lot of features. She's like tagging the actual jewelry in the picture that then puts the price and you click on it and actually takes you to that product on the website yeah. to buy. And I actually, I think it opens up still within Instagram, so you're yeah. not even leaving the you don't, platform. You don't leave the app, yeah. Um, so I think that like... We can know. check that. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll check that one is, is correct. It's progressing at a... At a rate that I don't think we're noticing. It's not like, wow, there's yeah, so much. Like, and the thing is, is, I don't follow like a ton of, like I get, I definitely get ads. Um, like, like I follow this boutique, like mm-hmm. the district. Um, it's a local like clothing boutique in green. Um, they don't have an online shop, so they just have pictures of them, you know, their staff and themselves wearing clothes. So it's like, I direct messaged them and said like, Hey, like, do you have those shoes on my size? I would like to get them. Mm-hmm. And then I never picked them up because I forgot. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I did forget. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> Whoops. But, <laughs> so, I don't know. If those if they still have those in a size 6, I wouldn't mind still having them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I think Instagram shopping is definitely still a thing. It's maybe people are understanding a little bit more, so they are doing it a little bit more often. Um, small business proprietors maybe linking out like Amy linking out to her products allowing people to shop so she's already got and yeah, curated a really nice the, and it's a really user-friendly platform I think at this point I mean it's not not anything you have to be an expert you just really have to know how to post on Instagram and if you have yeah. a business account you can just and I, kinda... can, I don't know I think there's been some fun things happening with stories with like polls like which piece do you like better mm-hmm. like which of these like would you know I think a lot of people are getting behind that putting... you can... <clears throat> You can swipe up on stories, too, to shop. Yeah. So, you know, you can uh, have the link in there. So, yeah. And then the next thing I know we talked about was voice, which yeah. Chelsea and I both have doubled the amount of Google Homes in our houses since then. Um, <laughs> and the smart appliances and all that stuff. Well, I think one of the big differences is that you and I both have the... 
hub with the picture screen. Yeah, yeah. So like, we both have visual and voice. I was uh, thinking about that. Like, products. if I had this in my kitchen, like I could completely see myself. Like today, I was making that watching like pesto. a YouTube video or something. Like, yeah, going like along I had that it. recipe yeah. for that pesto, and I had my phone. It was like kind of like clunky to have my phone out and like kind of toggling back and forth. Um, like between the recipe and I think I was listening to a podcast. I started listening to Keep It um, with Ira Madison. It's amazing, and you should listen to it. I mean, I'm not going to listen to it, but that sounds sounds good. It's oh. <laughs> it's like a little bit of celebrity, a little bit of like celebrity politics. It's, right. It's all kinds of good stuff. Um, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, but I mean, I, f- I could I could see that in my home being. I think like that's my one kitchen. of the big selling points for them. It's like recipes in, in kitchen. Yeah, well, here it is in my living room, and it's just like more or less acting as a digital photo frame, and obviously running my television and other things around my house, which is fine. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it'd be really useful. A second in one in the kitchen wouldn't be wouldn't be my least favorite thing. Right. For Christmas. Okay. I'll Super write, Santa. I'll write, I'll write that down. <laughs> I have to get you bins um, for Christmas. But yeah, so <laughs> I've been reminded now. I know. <laughs> But yeah, so I got a new car um, a couple months ago at this point, but it has Siri in it. Um, when I plug my phone into it, it's just Apple CarPlay has Siri, so I just tell, I can say, hey, Siri, I don't even have to hit any buttons to my car, and I just, you know, say, hey, Siri, call Chelsea, and here it comes my phone that's actually calling Chelsea, um, so that's fun. But I can do it in my car. Hey, you just called me. <laughs> wow, that was quick. Um, so I do that all hands-free in my car, which is really nice. I can tell it to play music. I can tell it to play the Drunk Marketing Podcast. Even when my phone's not plugged in, I hit a button, and my car will have voice stuff. So I can tell it to play a specific radio station. I can tell it to call you. Um, I can tell it to turn the volume up, turn the volume down, do all sorts of stuff. Regular stuff that you would expect from voice. So now that's in my car. Um, that's growing. We mentioned ads on voice, and there's still... No ads. No ads. Um, I read recently that it's mostly informational searches that are being done on home devices. Yeah. Um, so it's not typically like I want to buy or type deal moments, but, but we've definitely... it's like, what's the capital of this? Or mm-hmm. what's the weather going to be today? Or, you know. But even we've, you know, you know, at work, we've even just been discussing a little bit more about like building out content in a way that you can get that feature snippet. Um, oh, yeah. you and then the, you Google the just, it's not in, it's not in the U S yet, but Google also launched the, uh, well, I forget what it's called. Like question hub or something. Like yeah. That. Which is like pretty much gives you a database of questions that Google doesn't have the answer to yet. Yeah. Um, and there's not a featured snippet or a lot of articles on. So if you're trying to curate content and you know, you're looking by topic and your business happens to have a lot of unanswered questions that's great content um opportunity for you and for yeah. we all signed up like you signed know, yeah, you I sent me up. the link <laughs> yeah I signed and i up. signed up i sent it to like in my like team chat and like i signed up and then like a couple of the other strategists signed up and then our boss signned up so it was like we're all i'm waiting, we're all I'm waiting on that email <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know what happens but yeah, yeah i think that's a great opportunity for assisting voice search um, that Google is capitalizing on. It's like, hey, yeah, we know these questions. We've been comp- compiling this list of questions that we get asked, um, you know, whether it's via voice or just traditional search that there are no answers to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that to come. I, re- I really am too, because especially in my industry, it's hard because 
I do keyword research and it's like, oh yeah, two people maybe search for this. And I'm like, well, it's an important question, but like, man, like, is this <laughs> worth doing a whole thing on or, or what should I do? So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how niche it can go um, within certain certain markets. So it should be a fun tool. Uh, we'll keep you posted when, when that comes out. And that kind of leads us to another point that I had mentioned is that someone will probably say SEO is dead um, and it won't be. And just recently, Rand Fishkin came out with a study that less than 50% of all Google searches end in a click now, um, organic click. So maybe it was just a click in general. I don't remember. But either way, it's um, it's different. Google's definitely becoming more of a, what do people call them, like a walled garden? Is that a phrase? Um, where they're like keeping you on their platform. Um, but I know, that's a fun picture. I saw it too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it's definitely... So and then you see a couple of people like like go off that and be like, you know, is it really worth it um, to to do SEO anymore? But then you see a lot of people posting like, you know, people worry about click through rates and this and that and all that other. But there's still plenty of clicks available, and you just have to know what you're doing and showing like graphs that are organic traffic going up recently. And I will say and maybe personally that's a, oh, sorry, go ahead. that our organic traffic has skyrocketed in the last few months. So <laughs> so my my thought on that too is that maybe the maybe it's not that. And, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think that I'm not saying that I, I agree that SEO is dead by any stretch because obviously it employs me. Um, but maybe what we need to start doing differently is how we measure, looking at how we measure differently. Well, yeah, so, and that's it's going after those featured snippets and then not worrying so much about click through rates because there's a ton of opportunities to get your thoughts, your brand your products out there through the the featured opportunities that, that Google gives you and not just and featured just, snippets, but so we um, just, sorry, we, I think this went back to intent because we talked about in voice search. Cause I know we talked about search intent. Um, maybe that was part of what we were talking about with SEO yeah, being yeah. dead. Um, but we just, I was actually on a call with a client recently and I was really happy. I, uh, one of my bosses was in the room with me and he gave a really great, explanation to that client about um rank brain and how search intent is delivering um better search results for users so specifically this is like a high-end fashion boutique that we're talking to on the phone Mm -hmm. and um they were saying you know so if i'm the type of user who i actually ended up putting it in layman's terms what's helped help them a little bit which is like if you're typically an old navy shopper and you search for a party dress you're not going to be delivered that search result for a high-end boutique. You're more likely to get an ad for H&M, or not an ad, but you're more likely even to get search results for H&M based on your search mm-hmm. history um, as, as that user versus the type of person who's maybe shopping at Nordstrom or shopping at Bloomingdale's or shopping at one of the, the more high-end um, or boutique type. Right. Um, yeah, so, which is good for stores too because they're getting the right people yeah. to their so, to what, their pages. Yeah. So what his his answer to that was like that most of the studies in that respect are showing that while organic traffic um, is down, that revenue is maintaining and or growing still because it's that's delivering the right, yeah, the right results the right to people. the right people. Um, so I think that's like I said, I was. It's something that you know, but like the way that he explained it to this client really helped. Mm-hmm. And then like me driving it home, kind of in that layman's term, they were like, "Oh yeah, like now we get it. Like <laughs> yeah, get we it. don't hate you." 
No, <laughs> they don't hate us, but you know, Ooh. it's like when when organic traffic is down. Obviously, you always have to have an, an explanation mm-hmm. of of what you think is happening, and and we can only extrapolate so much from the data. But you right, know. yeah. So SEO is not dead. It's different. Um, it's going to be continue to be different every day. Google is going to try to keep their um, stock price high, so they're. I think they've doubled ad clicks since like 2017 or something like that, which is good for them. Um, they're trying to keep people on their platforms more. Like if you have open Google on mobile, you have like your favorite sports teams that you follow and like news stories and stuff like that, that you can just scroll through kind of passively, like almost like a Facebook because Facebook and Instagram are keeping and Twitter are keeping people on their platforms way longer than Google because Google has always been, I searched something on Google and now I'm gone to another website. Now they're realizing the value of keeping people on their platform. So it's a little different, um, but there's still plenty of people doing searches. They're all happening on Google. That The, the number of searches is still growing. Um, so they definitely have it there. Um, so there's definitely still value in, in optimizing for that stuff. Yeah. And, and then I think one of your points was more regulation on like Google and Facebook. Yeah. Again, it was about heading into the election season. Mm-hmm. Um, we already knew that like certain political campaigns and ads in the, from the primaries, um, you, know, you had to have certain validations before they would allow you to run ads um, in general. But yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some more. Um, I mean, even more so we're heading right there. I personally, like I did a really good job of hiding or blocking certain feeds. Like if somebody shares something from Fox news, I don't see it because I blocked anyone, <laughs> any post from Fox news, like drudge report, like anything that's like bullshit nonsense that I don't mm-hmm. want to see. I have blocked from chicks on the right is one of my least favorite things, but I have people in my Facebook feed who share things I've from that. Oh uh, yeah. It's great. Um, and that's fine. Like, and if that's your jam, that's cool. I just don't want to see the posts. So instead of seeing posts about, you know, whatever chicks on the right or Fox News is sharing on that day, I'm just seeing like pictures of your kids and your sandwich. And that's all I want to see. Right. Like, that's truly what I want. My favorite time of Facebook is right now. It's back to school. Yeah, it's just all kids. It's picks. like just pictures. I had to laugh because like, I love people who like really go all in. They get like, they have like the chalkboard with like the. Like, it's a pre-printed chalkboard, and you can just kind of, like, fill in the various, like, pieces of, like, I'm going into this grade. I want to be this when I grow up. This is how tall I am. This right, is my yeah, teacher. Yeah, so that's all. Have the signs. So, like, my favorite big. one that I saw that was just, like, a kid. He was standing there, and, like, he had a, a paper a plate. paper plate. <laughs> with, like, 11 thumb. And I was like, <laughs> we have just, we're just a paper plate. Although, it was, like, a circle. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of, like, funny. Yeah, of like paper plate style. I just, it makes me think of, like, the, the like, how when people take pictures of their food on a paper plate and how much that bothers me. It's, like, if you're going to take the time to have a p- thing about, like, your kid going back to school, it's, like, just don't grab a piece of notebook paper and write, like, their grade yeah. on it. Like, just like do the thing i don't care like just write a comment that says like my kids in 11th grade now or my kids in second grade now whatever i have no back to school i did not take any or send any because i haven't seen my well not that i haven't seen my kids this week but yeah they're back to school this week and i am not so there has been um regulation at least introduced like the congress has brought people to um, the Capitol Hill to testify, but not only that, there's a big interest, and in Elizabeth Warren especially really wants to break up Facebook and Google and all that stuff. 
which would be interesting to say the least to see what would happen there. Um, and then there's also a bill out there in the Senate that would make uh, continuous viewing and infinite scroll illegal. So you couldn't just like infinitely scroll through Facebook or Instagram. You can't. Mm. You couldn't on YouTube go down like an algorithm-driven um, like continue watching. Like the videos would just have to stop. Uh, which is super interesting because especially YouTube's algorithm especially has been linked to radicalization. Oh yeah. Just because it, you know, if you watch a video on this topic next? and then Who's you just next? end down like you end up down this rabbit hole of like Yeah, I have to be careful with my kids especially crazy conspiracy um, theories. So, yeah, that that stuff is super interesting and it actually is picking up speed with Democrats who typically would be for more regulation but are kind of in favor of tech companies cuz they've always donated to them. And then, like, super anti-regulation guys like Ted Cruz even said, like, yeah, I think these companies are running amok and, you know, there needs to be something What's something, something new here. and there's not existing, um, there really isn't nothing written down for what we're supposed to do in this instance. And it's almost been too long. Like It's not even, that's not even new anymore. Yeah, like, they're almost late to the game. And that's, you know, we've gotten to this point where, you know, a foreign country may or may not be able to influence elections through... Um, social media and Google and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, I think it's like, I think it's high time. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Like we've seen Facebook, and I've actually seen it recently twice. I remember talking about it once on the podcast, and then just this week I've seen it twice now, where someone has shared an article, and then Facebook gives you that hope. It's like, hey, this is not real. <laughs> yeah. So I like I've I saw it once, and I thought it was pretty cool, and then like just recently I've seen it. John's like, girlfriend, Elise, shared one that was like it was like. And she tagged John, it was like food myths, and then it was like a Snopes article beneath <laughs> it that like went through each piece of the video and said, yeah, this is not true, or this is why this is actually not a big deal, or here's what this actually is. Like, I don't know, it was funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, that, so I think they're trying, I think, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, that Facebook and Google need to try to self-regulate, because if they let legislators start regulating them, then they're going to be in a world of hurt. Like whether it's fines or breaking up the company or just having the government make their business decisions for them, because if they don't start self-regulating, then obviously the government will do it yeah. for them. So, so, so yeah, I think you were I think you were on on that prediction because that's always I mean whenever that comes up, it's always a hot topic. Yeah, my other one too was uh, more pot stirring, and I actually was when I was looking for back through these notes, I found a different note. Where I refer to myself as omniscient, or an omnipotent, maybe. I don't know what the word is. Um, it was actually just a couple weeks later, because it was the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe, maybe not. It was, um, But it was about Gillette, like, because I said that people were going to be more socially conscious. You're going to start seeing a lot more socially conscious ads running. Um, and then, like, just, like, right behind that, that Gillette ad about, like... Oh, yeah, we did a whole episode on how you were right on that prediction, because Gillette, like, the best men can be, and then, like, the... Well, I'm just saying, like, I yeah. know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm reiterating it yeah. for somebody who maybe doesn't listen to every single episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, like, you were spot on on that one, and now I think all outrage culture, like, the media, um, politicians, celebrities, influencers, really figured out that out, outrage and people were really mad engagement. about so people were really mad that Karamo Brown yeah said it's okay for Spicer to be on Dancing with the Stars so here's my thing about that Dancing with the Stars probably was like I don't know we don't like Sean Spicer he's shitty but I guarantee you that people are going to talk about Dancing with the Stars and people who aren't over the age of 60 
who don't watch the show are going to talk about Dancing with the Stars. They're going to hear about it. Yeah, and I don't maybe watch even it. tune in. Because there's an outrage culture, so you're immediately outraged. And then, like, you, you tweet, 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 talk, talk, talk about Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars would have never crossed my mind. But they do this, and now they're on everyone's, they're top of mind. Yeah, well, and here we are, talking about Dancing, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really smart on their, on because if you believe that all press is good press, then they're doing a really great job. Because so many people are talking about them, and I think Barstool and AOC also really understand this. So The Ringer, which is like a sports um, publication, um, their writers recently decided to unionize, and the president of Barstool, which is a huge, it's beyond sports, it's called Barstool Sports, but they have all sorts of different um, media going on but they started sports um the president is really outspoken and said how much he hates media like unions and he said if any of you decide to unionize i'll fire you on the spot which is illegal to say um as the president of a company and then like a writer reached out and said or a lawyer said if any of you want to talk to me about unionizing let me know and he said if any of you dm this guy i will fire you immediately and then aoc tweeted at him and then he's been tweeting like memes of like him and AOC. Like he's like, I challenge you to a debate. Welcome to the fucking Thunderdome. And like, it's just been like, oh. like both have been going back and forth because they both know they haven't been now. It's, it's been a couple of weeks, but they both understand like, it's all to me at this point, like an act because they both understand that outrage drives engagement. So people are going to take their side or people are going to not take their side, but either way they're talking about these people. Um, so Barstool got a lot of like national coverage, uh, Barstool, Dave Portnoy, the president got a lot of coverage. Then obviously AOC knows how to garner media coverage too. Um, so yeah, that I, we see that all over They're They're taking stands and especially because like when you get people to take a side, especially like whatever side it is, like you end up winning in the end. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Was <laughs> you like- win the engagement battle. And that was, oh, sorry, I just dropped something and I was talking from the floor. Um, was calling out the people who, like, who mess up or calling out people who um, maybe say something that's inappropriate. And I've we've seen a ton of that happening as well from both brands and celebrities and, and people in general. Um, yeah. I can't think of a great example for it right now, but... I, I just think that learning that how to use outrage to your advantage has been something that both brands and celebrities and media um, have really taken advantage of and just figuring out what drive, drives like clicks and stuff. So like the Canton Repository does those things that you hate where they show like the million dollar homes for sale in Stark County. So it like really makes you mad. But, it doesn't make me mad. I just think like recently their, their news sharing on Facebook in general has been ridiculous. Like they've been sharing like news from across the country. That's like always something. Well, that's stuff they're getting from the Associated Press. Yeah. But the, the houses get clicks though. And then people comment on them and be like, Oh, I would never buy a $3 million home in Stark County. Who's living like this? This is ridiculous. But then so many people click through and look at it like, Oh my gosh, that house is so ugly. So they figured out that they're getting like a bunch of comments on Facebook. They're getting yeah, a bunch of clicks. But then through. I guess after that is like, they, they have that like racket where after you click on the article three times in one month or something like that, you have to, they want you to get a subscription, not knowing that you could just copy the link and open it in an incognito browser. And well, even if you do that anyway. though, they still get to serve their ads. 
And then I know, but I'm just saying, like, they're still not having to buy the subscription to read the dumb articles that they're not even they're they're not even from their own newspaper at that point. Some of them it makes that's what irritates me. Well, no, local newspapers are struggling, (laughs) so they're taking they're definitely taking some Associated Press and just reposting press releases and and doing all that fun stuff. Um, I saw a funny tweet the other day, which is not it's not a funny tweet, an insightful tweet. And it's Donald Trump recently expressed interest in buying Greenland, and he did the whole tweet of, like, a picture of Greenland with, like, a Trump hotel on it or something like that, and said, I wouldn't do this, like a joke. And someone said, whoever the SEO team is at Zillow should do a full listing and a Zestimate for the island of Greenland and get all the links. <laughs> because media would cover that, like, oh, yeah. like all day. You get so many links from, like, huge, like, New York Times, like, whoever you want to get links from, like, NPR, like, they would be fucking covering that. So, yeah. anyway, Zillow marketers, if you randomly listen to this and you didn't see that tweet, there's an idea for you. I think it's still relevant. Like, if you do it right now, you'll probably... It's today. Yeah, you'll probably still get some coverage. <laughs> so, the other two things I had, at least on mine, were, um, excuse me, U.S. adoption of GDPR, which we've not seen. No, um, we've seen I'm interest. sure there's some things, like, yeah. I think there's probably, like, stirs in the works, for sure, but... Um, no like hard deadline of like hey you're gonna start to see this right. um, I think at this point stuff like, out there though like like I said the like Congress agreeing on wanting to like regulate these yeah. these uh, companies is actually a big deal because they pretty much agree on nothing I saw something so. on fa- I, uh, somebody like a, just cut like a casual friend on Facebook today announced because everyone has to announce things um, I guess I announced today that I hate um, those cinnamon pine cones in front of the grocery store <laughs> Yeah, that's though they're the worst. I'm gonna tell you that. Like I just like I walked into the grocery store and I was like, God damn it, they're back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the what was I talking about? Grocery stores, pine cones, announcing things, announcing on things on Facebook. And so this girl announced she was like, you know, something I've been talking about doing for a long time. Like you know, she had like a hard build up to it as well. But it was like she finally canceled her Amazon Prime account. Oh, because. Like because the Amazon's that, burning? Not because the Amazon is burning, no. No, just because she doesn't agree with um, some of the happenings and the inner workings of the Amazon company and who they, like, the people they support and the way they right. treat their workers. Well, what's the point and, of canceling your Prime account if you don't announce it on Facebook? Right. And then, you know, like, <laughs> she, you know, how important it is to shop local, but she's been, like, you know, continuously wooed by the convenience and of free shipping and just getting shit delivered to your house whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is funny because her husband works at Trader Joe's. So I, <laughs> like, I just, like, I mean, she doesn't need Whole Foods delivery. She's no, like, honey, yeah, bring husband, this fucking yeah, her shit husband home. Just, yeah, just shop while you're working. I bring me some wasabi peas. Stat. Yeah, those are good. Um, you don't wasabi. even need same day delivery. It's just like, bring me wasabi peas immediately. Right. Done. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but, so, I mean, I, there are, I mean, people are making conscious decisions. I think we talked about that, or that was part of one of my my examples was, like, people staying away or moving away from Facebook um, as well. And I do think, I feel like I've seen a lot less engagement from my demographic of friends on Facebook than I'm used to seeing. Um, you said you haven't seen a change at all. No, no, no change. But from... you don't like, do you have a huge, like, are your friends like huge Facebook users? No, my, well, my immediate group of friends isn't. My secondary group of friends is like the, the friends from New York and stuff. 
But I mean, people my age use, and I'm on the cusp, but people my age use Snapchat and Instagram a lot. Um, Twitter, I don't really follow people I know that well. Twitter's for like following people you don't know, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but like as far as friends go, Instagram and Snapchat more so. And then Facebook too, though. I mean, I know a lot of people. And Facebook kind of spans the, you know, I have people there, friends from high school or like people even younger than me. And then also people who are older, um, like parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles are all there as well but as far as like people that i interact with are more more on snapchat and instagram but i haven't really noticed a mass migration away from it yet. yeah and i mean not everyone's <laughs> deleting their facebook accounts um obviously people, people are people, people still are. need to announce that they've canceled their amazon prime subscription mm-hmm. somewhere and we don't have a place for that that soapbox people yet. are post reposting some random thing about instagram you don't own my photos you that don't I, own me that i upload to your platform and like in the like, which is, like, the most obvious thing. Like, once you upload your fi- pictures to a social media, like, they obviously own them at that point. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. I don't matter. have these photos. Like, if, so, if, like, somebody uses a picture of my kids in an advertisement, I'm just going to be like, neat. Like, my, like. Well, Twitter was doing we that. Like, so many people were posting on Twitter. Like, people would post on Twitter, like, me on Instagram would be, like, a really highly produced photo versus me on Twitter. And it's like the them in shambles or something like that and twitter was taking those tweets blowing them up and using them as subway ads um and then they would dm that person with the eyeball emoji with a picture of the subway ad of their tweet and then people were pumped about it yeah like they didn't care that their right, exactly. <laughs> tweet was used as an ad they're like like they were retweeting it and stuff so it was well it's like leaving a review on an amazon product and then like being mad that like People saw it. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it's posted it or like people used it somewhere. It's like, all right, come on. Yeah. So yeah, um, th- are, a lot. Of, a lot has changed in marketing in the past eight months. When I have to think back on it, I mean, even listening to that podcast, some of the stuff made me laugh. Like, but you know, we take it. We take it as we as it comes, and we keep on uh, keep on marketing. I guess. Yeah, there is no. I have not seen any any VR AR type things happening oh yeah in the that, was the, world. that was the one thing where we were like eh. but that was just kind of like an idea you had not yeah. really like a but Ky- and kyle did tell us that like car, car shopping, shopping like, you can drive the car yeah yeah like that there are areas where that does make sense and maybe it's happening it's just not types of like not places where i'm shopping right like the boutiques and stuff like that would be really cool to be able to experience a, a boutique or even trying stuff on in vr would be fun too so anyway well we're about out of time were there any other predictions on the list no that was everything on my list and i don't i don't remember everything that you talked about but i think we already talked about it we hit the big we hit the big points so yeah so takeaways here are remember to buy connor bins for christmas oh yeah that was from the first episode (laughs) that was from the last episode yeah and uh something else but so we'll find out what's happening next year, and maybe we'll revisit this again or not. Oh yeah, we'll we'll probably revisit it towards the end of the year, and then we'll probably make some uh, maybe in the same episode we'll definitely make some predictions as well. And you know what I didn't put in there as my resolution, which is really my only true resolution for 2019, to learn all the words to "We Didn't Start the Fire." Do you know it? I'm getting there. <laughs> I, I do right. spend a significant amount of time each week dedicating myself to that i can sing along for the most part 
but like if I were but to without the, the without music, the words yeah. like in front of, like not in front of me but without the words kind of like guiding me right. I don't know that if you just play the tune I would be able to just like like karaoke sing it. without the words in front of you yeah do I it. definitely could not do it yet interesting but well we'll, we'll listen to it after this and we'll see how you are right. anyway this is drunk marketing I'm Connor I'm Chelsea cheers, cheers.